Saquon Barkley is officially in holdout mode, and we've got some news to break here, and, and we'll discuss that in one second. File on in, hit the thumb up button. Saquon Barkley, Barkley officially holding out. We're breaking it all down and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now, broskies. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So this just in, Saquon Barkley officially in holdout mode. And this is big, big news because mandatory minicamp to not show up to mandatory minicamp. Um, th- this is this is going to get crazy. Um, Saquon Barkley is franchise or it, it has not yet signed his franchise tag, and Saquon Barkley is looking for a long term deal, similar to Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs wants a long term deal because he doesn't want to go out there and get banged up or hurt. And be un- be unable to to get a contract in 2024, and and that's the same kind of thinking here with Barkley. Although Barkley probably wants to play for his team long term, more than uh, Jacobs wants to play with his team long term. But Jacobs is in a situation where it's like, does he go play one more year, ball out, not get hurt, play behind a bad situation with Jimmy Garoppolo under center? And literally probably facing eight-man front after eight-man front every time. Jacobs is going to get hurt. Jacobs knows that. Saquon's in a little bit better situation. I could see Saquon actually coming to the table eventually and saying, you know what, I'll sign this franchise tag and I'll move I'll, I'll move on and, and I'll bank on myself. I could see him doing that. And July 17 is the actual date where that needs to happen. On July 17th, Saquon Barkley's franchise tag becomes his salary. On Mar- on July 17th, he can't even discuss a new deal. The team can't come to him on the 18th and say, hey, you know what, we'll give you a deal. It's locked in. He plays for the franchise tag amount for the entire season. He could still technically hold out. He could accrue fines. He could go through that process. But whether he signs the, con- the franchise tag or not, it becomes his contract on July 17th. Now, there were some rumblings about this on other, like, NFL Network and and such, talking about how, and I didn't think that this was a possibility because it rarely, rarely ever happens, but there is a scenario where the the team could pull the franchise tag offer off the table and let Barkley head out to free agency, which was, which was interesting to hear. And it rarely has ever happened. And because if you franchise tag a player, you clearly like that player. You're going to want that player. You're not going to change your mind on that situation. But that's a possibility. It, I mean, it's really a possibility if this thing continues to go uh, down this route. Um, let's see here. Barkley has been putting pictures of him in Giants gear and working out with teammates all offseason. Um Kind of figured he would hold out. Cha- changes a lot of things in New York. I I get what some of you are saying, and file it in and keep the comments coming. Let me read what what Saquon essentially uh, said. Giants franchise running back Saquon Barkley confirmed after the Saquon Barkley Youth Football Camp in New Jersey. I'm sorry, in, in Jersey City, uh, New Jersey today that he will not be 
at his team's mandatory minicamp this week. Barkley still has not signed his franchise tender. His words right here, as previously stated, I am not looking to set... Let me let me get a, a, a thing so you guys can follow along here. I'm not looking... I'm not looking to set any contract records. I'm not demanding to be the highest paid player at my position. I understand the market. My goal is just to be compensated respectfully based on my contributions to the team and on the field and in the locker room. I've been in talks with the Giants throughout the offseason. If at any if at some point there's a deal that is fair to both sides on the table, I'll be ready to sign. Essentially taking a really hardline stance of I'll be ready to sign. If a deal hits the table that is fair to both sides, I'll show up. This is a very, very hard stance by Saquon Barkley. And I don't know if I I don't know if I believe he will he will take it the distance. I don't know. I don't know if he will. A lot of players will not. There are some players that have, and for every one of those players, especially if it's a running back, it ends very badly. Running backs have a very, very short shelf life. He can't afford to sit out a whole season. He can't afford to sit out and then come back and get hurt. He can't afford to do any of those things. And on July 17, whether he puts pen to paper or not, he will be obligated. Obligated, he can still hold out, but he'll be obligated to his franchise $10 million contract, whether he likes it or not. Whether he takes pen to paper or not, it becomes his contract. On July 17, and the two sides can no longer negotiate. He is stuck and locked into that 10 plus million dollar uh, annual salary for 2023. That's it. That's it. So we'll find out what's going on right here in the next couple, I don't know, the next couple weeks, maybe a month and a half. But it, it seems to me, if I if I was a betting man on this topic, and, and I certainly could be, um, I'm certainly capable of it. I would say that he is going to end up playing football in 2023 for the New York Giants on a long-term contract or an extent, you know, a, a two to three year deal. You know, I, I think that it could be team friendly in the final years or final year. It could be something where he gets a boatload of money up front and then it's very, very team friendly after that. He deserves it. The team should give it to him. The team is a much better team with Saquon Barkley doing Saquon Barkley things. The entire offense, including Danny Dimes and Jalen Hyatt, and this entire team trying to get better, take that big step forward, surprised a lot of people last year. This team's in a very, very solid situation if they get Barkley in into camp and they get everything jiving as, as one solid you know, unit in unison. To have Saquon Barkley sit out even through a majority of July and come in July 18, 19, 20, that is a, an L. A big L for the franchise, a big L for the coaching staff, a big L for the offense, a big L for Danny Dimes, a big L for Debo, uh, a big L for Hyatt and Waller and everybody connected to it. We need to see Barkley in there early. We do not want Barkley to come in late and get hurt. Players that hold out have a much higher percentage chance of getting injured during the season or in camp. Players that hold out have a much higher chance of having a bad and, and rattled year because they aren't where they need to be when the season starts and they're playing catch-up and behind the eight ball the entire season. Case in point, Debo Samuel. Why I can't stand Kyle Shanahan and the, and the Niner way with the, the contracts and players. Debo Samuel... 
had an awful year in the grand scheme of things, and I blame it on the organization and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for not inking him to a contract they already knew they were going to give him. They just wanted to drag their feet the Niner way and sign the guy in August. Created animosity. He wasn't ready. He had an absolute awful season. Debo just came out and said that him and the coach put it behind him. Him and Shanny put it behind him and said that he didn't get on track in time. He didn't get on track in time. What good was it waiting to sign Debo Samuel? There was no good to it. Barkley's the same situation. What good is dragging this out? You know you got to do it. He doesn't want to play for you at 10 mil. Will he come around and play for you at 10 mil? Probably. But he's going to come around and play for you and get hurt because he's going to hold out until the very last final hour. Then what do you do? Bring him in. Sign him. Get it done. Get it done. If I had to bet... He'll play, but will he get hurt because of it? Do I think he holds out like he's saying for as long as possible? I do. I believe him. This is a very strong stance he took. I believe that Saquon Barkley is as serious as he can possibly be. He can hold out as long as he possibly can, but at the end of the day, he's not leaving $10 million on the table. But will he show up late because the team didn't do the right thing, drag his feet in the beginning of the year, and get hurt because he had a partial holdout going on during the offseason. It is not a good look. If the Giants know what good, what's good for him, they'll pay a lowly running back salary to this man because that's what running backs get paid, a very small amount of money. It's, not, it's peanuts at the end of the day. It's small. It's small-time money for an RB on a two- to three-year deal that really you could just give him a big lofty bonus up front make a very team-friendly contract that gives them outs in year three or whatever get Barkley inked get him in there early do not perpetuate what will likely be an injury to Saquon Barkley with this extended holdout that can be stopped by the organization by offering him a fair compensation for what he's going to bring to the table this is ridiculous running backs get paid so much under uh, the norm right now. Running backs get treated like dirt in the NFL. And this guy, Saquon Barkley, doesn't want to set records. He said it. I don't want to set records. I understand the market. I'm not demanding to be the highest paid player at my position. I'm not looking to set contract records. I just want to be paid and compensated for what I do in the locker room, what I do on the field, and what I do as a leader for this team. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if this team steps up, does the right thing, does the right thing quickly, and gets Saquon Barkley on the field so he doesn't get hurt by holding out because there's an extreme chance of injury if they if he does hold out. Even for one month, for a month and a half, any sort of holdout increases his likelihood of getting hurt. The longer the holdout, the higher likelihood he gets hurt. It's very simple. This is like the, the, the oldest tale ever told. In, in NFL history, your, your hold, especially your running backs, your running back holds out, he gets hurt. It's simple. Dable, if you don't want to blow $30 million on Saquon Barkley, let's say, with a lofty upfront signing bonus, why don't you not blow your chances of spending $10 million, uh, not spending $10 million for nothing? Because if you have this man holding out a year, a year, a month and a half, I'm so tired. I can't even speak right now. If you have this man holding out a, a, a month and a half right now, 
You're going to waste $10 million of that franchise tag money because he's going to get hurt. The likelihood is strong. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. Dial into the show. Dial into the show. It, it really doesn't sound like he's coming back in a month, bro. I just said that, though, James. That's what I just said for 12 minutes and 19 seconds. That he's going to take it as long as he can. Take it the distance and go all the way. And at the end of the day, he will be fined. He will be under contract on July 17th, but he will hold out. That's what I'm saying. The longer he holds out before he gets that contract, which I think he'll get, the more likely he is to get hurt, is what I'm saying. I can only have him in one best ball millionaire, uh, millionaire so far. Yeah, don't uh, don't draft him in too many underdog leagues, bro. Dig, digs uh, at, at this moment. At this moment, that could change. They sent they give him a fat contract, then I'm then I'm all in. Digs and AJ Brown, 1.12, 2.1 turn um i don't mind that i don't mind that i'm sure he will be fine says the test if he gets in there soon bro if he gets in there real soon you can't be too overly optimistic about a team that's not willing to pay their best player he's the best player they don't want to bring him back long term they don't want to pay him a lot now and this guy doesn't want to play All right, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Drafting Saquon or and Jacobs in a redraft is risky. I don't, I look, I, I've been drafting Barkley, but at this point I'd have to advise people to hang back and accept the drafts that you've drafted them in. And potentially start mixing your eggs around in different baskets. I first of all, I wouldn't draft Jacobs. I haven't drafted a single. I think I autoed on Jacobs. I auto drafted on Jacobs in a in one puppy, just to be honest. Um, I don't have a single share of Jacobs in any draft where I actually physically drafted and didn't get auto drafted or something. I I, I refuse to own Jacobs. I refuse to own him. He's seeing eight man fronts all day long. He's gonna be seeing ghosts by the end of the season. Uh, Barkley, I'll draft. But I'm going to start drafting a lot less of them now. I think because I've drafted them enough. I'm not in a ton of leagues, but I have Barkley in a couple really good builds that I've made on, on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SMITTY. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. If you want to draft with us, we draft every single, every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. I'm live whenever news breaks like this video right here. And I'm live every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday from now until the beginning of the year. Drafting with you on Underdog Fantasy Promo Code Smitty. Link in the description. Links in the description of every single video. Um, and here's the, the link right now. And I'm going to pin this bad boy. And so this way, um, you guys can... Uh, you guys can click it and get on in there so that you don't miss a single draft. Because if you're not signed up now, how are you going to get in when you got to sign up at the moment when we're drafting? So click that link and uh, let me put, let me pin that link. I'll pin it there. It's pinned. And uh, looks like we got uh, any super chats come rolling in. They get handled first. Phone lines are open. I'd love to talk to you guys about Barkley. I'd love to talk to you about whatever you want. Call uh, call in and, and, and ask away. I don't trust the early running backs. Running backs early are definitely a little risky. Um, unless you're drafting, in my opinion, a Bijan. 
Unless you're like, I'd rather draft Bijan than go wide receiver quarterback. Like that's typically my favorite build. Or if I go Jamar Chase, I'll take a Brees Hall. I'll take. Uh, I'll even go Jamar Chase. Um, you know, uh, I've even gone Jamar Chase Hurts wide receiver, and then start going with uh, the Gibbs and Walkers in the fourth and fifth round. I love those. I love that type of build as well. The build I'm talking about is this one right here. So Bijan or Chase in round one. And 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 I I love Hertz here. I love Burrow and four more than I love anybody else, though. Just so you guys know, Burrow and four is an absolute steal. But Gibbs in, in four because he's falling into four. Alave in grandma leagues goes in three. Not in shark leagues. Not in leagues with people that know what time it is. He goes in round two. He's a great round two player. But I, I, I absolutely don't mind going Jamar Chase. Where's Jamar Chase when you need him? Where's my graphic on Jamar? I need to get Jamar on here. So if I go Jamar Chase in round number one, let me go steal it from the Moon Man list. The Moon Man. Are dropping Mars Man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars Man. Look at these Mars Men, by the way. Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly. They're fantastic. The Marsmen are fantastic. Okay, uh, hang tight, Oscar. One second. All right, so if we draft Jamar Chase, where's Jamar? Where's Jamar? I just had him. I just had him. Hold on. He's in here somewhere. He's in here somewhere. Jamar, where are you? Goodness gracious, man. Let me go back over to the Marsmen. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Marsmen. Loads dropping. If this doesn't work, I have a copy paste problem. There it is. Okay, uh, we got uh, we got Jamar Chase in round one, Jalen Hurts in two, and let's say we go. Uh, let's say we go Gibbs in three, and Walker Kenneth Walker in four. That would be a fantastic approach. Or if it's not Hurts, you go Alave in two. And Joe Burrow in four. Like that's there's just that's just unfair. That is just unfair. That's a one running back in the top four rounds approach. And then this is for Pacheco's and Swifts and Alvin Kamara's and Charbonnets and 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 all the running backs we love to consume in this territory here. This is the funnest, like this is like a mini hero. Okay, you're not even going super early running back one. You're going hero running back, but in round three. And I love it. It's it's a home run slam dunk approach. If for anybody that's scared away from RBs this year, and Edward with a super chat says, "I've got um, a dev draft Smitty soon. You got any studs? Um, what pick are you at? What are we talking? Every every, every one of those drafts are different, bro. You got to give me some some a list of names. Like what pick are you at? I mean, that's a vague question. Appreciate you, Edward." But I'd certainly be glad to help you out. But Oscar, Oscar, what can I do for you? You're live. Hey, hey, what up, Snake? What's up, man? Hey, I uh, just finished rewatching your uh, premiere right now. Oh, yeah. How'd you like it? That was awesome, man. That was awesome. Uh, definitely, definitely see the value. I like the way you broke it down, too. Depending on where I, I, I can barely hear you, bro. I don't know if you've got some sort of like speakerphone thing going, but yeah, I'm driving. I uh, just wanted to call in real quick to see uh, your thoughts on Josh Downs uh, from a dynasty perspective. 
I like Josh Downs a lot. I think Josh Downs has has some good value. I think um, I'm not ruling out that Pittman's the number one there, but I do think he's got a lot of upside. And that if if let's say Pittman doesn't step up and become a true wide receiver one for his team, which I think he can, I think he can, but I just think he's more of a poor man's version of the number one. Downs could take it. Like Downs, what would be good for Downs? And I'm not saying I wish injury upon Pittman or anything like that. But what would be good for Downs is if he gets thrusted in trial by fire and does what Christian Watson had to do. Just be the team. Just the team leans on him. He makes mistakes. He he's going to run wrong routes. He's going to drop footballs. But like by the end of it, once the season's over, you're like Downs got put on a, a like a speedy a speedy little track to become a player that may he may have become in three years in really one year. Um, if he doesn't mature fast alongside of Anthony Richardson and get forced into it, it could be a slow process for him because his quarterback is also learning. And I don't know that it's like we're a veteran. If you throw downs in with the Aaron Rodgers like Watson, he would force feed him, fast track him, and, and speed him along. But with a growing quarterback that's trying to get better at passing and all the things that people say about T Law or sorry, uh Anthony Richardson. And I think they're all they're all a little bit overblown. I think Anthony Richardson's gonna throw better than people think. I think he's gonna be at more accurate than people think. I think he's gonna be a better decision maker than people think. And he's certainly gonna run and play football better than people think. But but he's still gonna be growing and downs maturing fast in that situation is less likely unless something happens and he becomes the one. He's forced to be the one. So we'll we'll see, but I, I like him a lot. He's got some good upside. Awesome, right on, Smitty. Thank you. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right. If anybody else has a, a a question, call into the show. I don't know how long we'll be here. I've got 114 of you in here. Punch that thumb up button on your way in the door. Apparently, we have. Let's see how many thumbs up we have. With 45 thumbs up, 120 in here. So punch the thumb up, thumb up button for me. I have zero issue having running back trouble. Mid-season, Deonta Foreman-type player will rise up. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're good at landing those players, there's always players to find, like McKinnons and, and such. But, I mean, that doesn't mean you just avoid running back. Jake, be careful not to be going down a solid, cemented-in, I'm-going-wide-receiver-wide-receiver-only road. You know what I mean? Like, be open-minded to a balanced approach if a balanced approach presents itself. But I, I agree with you. I often do find myself wanting wide receivers more than running backs this year in general. But don't close your close the door on all RBs and just say, no matter what, I'm going wide receiver, wide receiver. You can't do that. Ron Navy, you're live. Hey, how long did it take you to do the T-Law animation? Longer than it should. <laughs> Like, I mean, my, my job is ridiculous. You know, I walk out of the studio and I, you know, I don't really have, I can't really like, Hey, Miss Mitty, take a look at this animation I've been working on all day. Cause she thinks she'll think I'm crazy. You know, I'd be like, I spent three hours, you know, in here working and you're, you're working, creating a T law animation and, and graphic and all that is working. Is this what, is this what you, this is what a normal person would say. If I, if I walk out of here, I have a ridiculous job. I think I spent about two two hours, good two hours, creating this this Trevor Lawrence animation. That straight glory. Let me hit it for you. Leave it on the fields. Just a lion lives among us. 
posing as half-man, half-lawman. His golden mane is reportedly six feet long and is bathed in milk. That's right. His marvelous mane grows longer with each breath he takes. Legend has it that if you say T-Law in the dark in the bathroom three times, you lose your league instantly. Conspiracy fanatics have linked his triangle bone structure to the ancient pyramids and alien theory. Got him. Yeah, that, that, that I have to say it's some of my best work. I, w- I wanted so badly to show someone after I made it, but there's no one to turn to that would understand until I go live. Uh, but yeah, that 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 little that little number took me about two, maybe two hours and fifteen minutes. I'd say uh, definitely a lot of time, a lot of my day, <laughs> a big portion of my day. But they're worth it. It's worth every minute of it, Ron. It really is. I would have spent 10, 10 hours on that if I had to. Drop a triangle emoji or a, or a lion, if you would, or, or a glass of milk. <laughs> I really do have a ridiculous job. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, this Barkley situation? I mean, he's clearly holding out now. The question is, how long does he hold out? Because once July 17 comes, he is obligated to his franchise tag amount of money and contract. Therefore... To my knowledge, he's getting fined just like another player would, even though he didn't sign it himself. He's he's going to be obligated and attached to that, that franchise tag uh, contract. So I wonder what, you know, how long he's going to. I don't even know if he'll take it the distance past that day. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. He seems pretty hell bent on on the principle of it. And I don't necessarily blame him. I don't know that I would hold out and lose, you know, chunks of my. $10 million, and this is not like the Zeke Elliott days when early in Zeke's career, he would hold out, and and he'd hold out, and then, you know, he'd get all those fines just waived. You know, they're mandatory fines now. The team is not allowed to rescind any of the, the financial burden that he puts upon himself by holding out. So if it was me, and I'm worried about money, and I know he, he might not be worried about money, necessarily and he could be I don't know what his financial situation looks like but he wants to be paid at a principal but he probably wants to be paid because he knows he's not going to get paid bank like some of these other positions and so losing any big part of that 10 million dollars is going to be hard for him but what, what do you think do you think he goes past the July 17 date if he doesn't get a contract or do you think the Giants do the right thing and how long do you think it takes the Giants to do the right thing that's my concern because every day he holds out he has a slight percentage chance increase of injury every single day that's crazy with uh saquon but we all we all thought what what if he does what if he holds out what happens yeah i mean he can and still return he's just you know this is almost like a, a, a paper tiger holdout right now because technically speaking he is not under contract so he's not being fined by not showing up to minicamp. He's not being fined for anything yet. He's technically not under contract. So once he signs his contract and those that mandatory can you know mini all that stuff is going to apply to him. So he's kind of got, he's kind of in limbo you, right now. He's kind of in limbo. What do you think get it done like a 13 mil contract, 2 year contract or I kind of think it's probably more probably more about the guaranteed money than it. But like I could see like a thirty-five million dollar, thirty-three million dollar 
you know, three-year deal where he gets, you know, 15 million up front or 12 million up front or I don't know. I, I don't even know what it would look like, but I would say he's probably wanting about 12 to 13 million a year. If I had to guess. Yeah. And you'd think they would have yeah. offered him that. That's not that crazy. I mean, his franchise tag amount is 10, almost 11 mil. Like you can't give this guy a couple right. mil over the franchise tag. Like what he's asking for. And granted that's top five of this, you know, um, it, oh, actually, the, the the franchise tag amount for his tender is not uh, his franchise tag amount. Yeah, is ten million, ten point something million for for the year. They can't give him more than that. The top, like top ten salary, like they can't give him like the number seven running back salary for just two years. You know, two years with a third year that's totally team friendly, not obligated whatsoever. Bump bump a bunch of it up as a signing bonus. This is ridiculous. Uh, Ron, hold on one second. Let me get these super chats. Out of the way, Ed, uh, uh, yep. Devo dropping a ten dollar holler to the moon. that gets you a moonshot every single time. We appreciate you, says Devo. Devo, thank you. I appreciate you. Jake the Snake says, "I think grabbing Hall, Stevenson, Najee, or Walker is worth fading running back in a grandma or casual league. Wide receiver premium is very real." Yeah, I mean that's for sure the approach we've talked about all year, Jake. I mean you're preaching to the choir. Uh, Gibbs in four win your league. If Walker falls to five, win your league. If he still falls to four and Gibbs is gone, you have a real strong chance of having league-winning potential in Walker and Charbonnet. you got to cuff Charbonnet. Absolutely, bro. Uh, there's nothing better than what I just mapped out a, a second ago on the board here, Jakey, is where there's one RB taken right here, and it's Gibbs. In round three or four, um, the fact that he's falling to four makes me want to promote it this way. I don't want anybody getting a... A crazy idea. And the craziest part of everything is that this guy, Joe Burrow, could technically fall to the top of five. So in a case where you're drafting Jamar Chase at the very top of one, Alave sometimes falls to the bottom of two, just depends where you're drafting. Uh, Gibbs, I would say Gibbs falling to the bottom of four is not likely, but you know, if you got that, you would you would have a home run. You could almost just say, like, even risking the biscuit a little bit, going a little early, this is just a home run start right here. Just phenomenal. But try to get Gibbs in four, guys. Don't reach if you unless you have to. Uh, thank you, Jake. But, yeah, it's no-brainer waiting on, even if it's just your running back, too. If you take Bijan and you wait for Walker in round four or five, that's a home run. Walk uh, Bijan in one. So that's why I'm saying don't like lock into wide receiver, wide receiver. Just because Gibbs and Walker are later, you could get Bijan and Gibbs on your same team. And you could still get Alave in London. You know, whatever. Uh, Edward Super Chat says, Smitty in a keeper. I got Singletary, Dalvin, and Clyde. I got 224 first. Should I be looking to upgrade who? By the way, this is the 48-team um, league. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So I've got Singletary, Dalvin, and Clyde. I've got two twenty-four first. Should I be looking to upgrade who? I mean, that's those are awful running backs. But in a forty-eight team league, are they really? I don't know. I mean, that's I don't draft in a lot of forty-eight team leagues to be honest. I think that's ridiculous. But I mean, it sounds fun. But I don't I don't know that I would want to get in something like that. That's just crazy. I, I sure I mean trade your first rounders but this is so vague I don't really know how to help you with this you know vague question other than to say 
would I would I want to get into any of of the Moon Men guys using first rounders? Absolutely. So I'll give you a list of players right here. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. Now, not everyone's treated the same. Like, would I go after a Pollard using a first rounder? Absolutely. Would I go after Gibbs using two first rounders? Probably. Would I go after uh, Garrett Wilson using two first rounders? Absolutely. In that type of format, would I? Would I give up uh, two of them for Watson or London? Probably not both of them. Not both first-rounders. Um, Dotson and Tony are far less likely chance I'm giving up first-rounders for those guys, but they're guys I want very badly. Um, I'd give up a very late first-rounder for, for Dotson, potentially. Um, Fields, T-Law, Pitts, I mean, those aren't... I don't know if you're looking for quarterbacks, but... I mean, I don't know, bro. You'd have to call in and let's discuss something a little more like contained, like something that we can kick around this is just so vague you know having two first rounders there's so many players you could go after but but call into the show bro phone numbers on screen here i'll put it on screen and i'll try and help you out and walk you through what what i would do i guess but i just need a little bit of like a scenario to to kick around because that's very very vague uh kenny p with the super chat says pickens in in six mooth and seven every draft in dynasty i don't know if you need to take mooth in seven I mean, Dynasty is different than Redraft a little bit, but I don't know that Muth is going to climb multiple rounds in a Dynasty versus a Redraft. And I, 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 I where's Muth going in Redraft, Ron? Ten, ten round ten? Um, where am I getting him? I want to say ten. I'm getting him down. He he goes after his ADP is behind Cousins actually. I want to say it's like so. Yeah. Eight- I would say eight nine. I would say at least nine or ten. I, I would guess. I so maybe he's up a little bit in dynasty. I'm not too sure if he's going to move too much, Kenny. But that seems a little early. But maybe I'm wrong. We're talking dynasty, though, guys. We're talking dynasty. I would say I would. I would say it's too early. I wouldn't take Muth in the seventh in the dynasty. I don't think you need to. But I, I don't. I don't mind that you want him and that you're getting him in every draft. But. That seems high. All right. What else are you thinking here? Ron, do you think... Uh, so what's your guess? Do you think the, the Giants give him a contract and then when? How long? Um, I think... I mean, they got to do more than two years. So I think it's going to be three years and something. Three years. Uh, maybe like 32, 33 mil. But when do you, do you think they do you think they mil. give it to him before the July seventeen deadline of the franchise tag needing to be signed? I mean they ha- I mean they have to, but, but they have to actually they have to because if they if yeah, they can't I, offer they it to him after, right? Yeah, so he he'd have to sign that. That's crazy. Somebody that's crazy. Where the wide receiver premium cutoff is, but I mean I would say like to me like top. You know, you got your top tiers and stuff like that, but I would say that Dodson is the last like guy that could finish in the top ten. I'd say he'd be the last guy that that area down there where you get Dodson and yeah, I like Dodson a lot. And, and them. I think that's a cutoff. I think the wide receivers. I think there's a big drop off after Dodson. These uh, somebody's asking who's asking about that. Where can I get a shirt? Andrew wants to know where he can get a Bijan running back one shirt. It's not just a Bijan running back one shirt, bro. This shirt is special. It's Bijan running back one on the front, 
and on the back it has majority of the moon men uh, on the back. This shirt can be found on my YouTube channel. All you got to do is when you're on uh, desktop, let me show you real quickly. When you're on desktop, you just click on this little bad boy right here. On desktop, that join buttons for the YouTube exclusive memberships. But right below that, you see memberships and to the side, you see store. So you're just going to click that store link. And on mobile, same thing. Right next to memberships, you'll see a store a store link. And that's where you that's where you get the, the merch. Buy the merch right now. Get a shirt. You can get it right now on the YouTube channel. Um, we got a caller here. We got a caller from the 319. Who's this? You're live. Hey, uh, this is uh, Edward Rosenquist. Edward, what's up, my guy? Hey, man. Hey, uh, I'm in that sweaty league and uh, probably need some help with the running back. Um, no, I got a good amount of wide receivers. I sold uh, Waddle for Zay Jones, Lazard, and, and another first round. I thought that I did pretty good there. Uh, wait a minute. You sold Waddle for Zay Jones. Who? And a third rounder and a first rounder for next year. Uh, I don't know about that, bro. I, I just felt like I had to spread out the wealth because it's we only start eight. So that's kind of fun. And it's a super flex. Yeah, but that's who we're trying to get you as a Waddle using. Like to get, a, to get Waddle for a first rounder in a 48-team league seems like a freaking home run. So, you know, Tua got hurt, and then he got yeah, banged but, up. And... But where's your first rounder going to be? Like, pick 30? You know, that you're getting. Actually, he'll love this. I was pick 35 this No, year, no, no, so, but the, yeah. the pick you're getting, you got a first rounder in a 48-team first, that has 48 picks in every first round of the rookie draft? Right. So you traded an unknown pick. Like, bro, I'm, Edward, don't take offense to this. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, get my head around it. Um, think of me as as your coach. You know, I might be yelling at you or whatever, but I'm not. I'm I'm here to help you. You don't know where this third rounder is, or I'm sorry, this first rounder is. This first rounder could all, it could it could honestly be number forty eight overall in the rookie That's draft. That's true. That's true. A, first, a, a an unknown first rounder in your league, forty eight teams, is about about one fifth or one fourth the value. Of a first rounder, you get in a twelve man league, because unless there's is there multiple copies of players, right? Huh? Three copies of each. Okay. Okay. You didn't say that, unless you did somewhere and I didn't hear it or see it. Oh no, it's uh, no problem. No, we got three copies of each. Yep. Okay. Make, no, when when I did when I did uh, me, so I I, I came in a little late and we only had. Joe Burrow and Jared Goff as quarterbacks for the uh, for the uh, supplemental guy. <laughs> it okay, was, it was well, hard. so three copies of every player is still a little bit watered down player pool though because you know it's it should be four right if there's forty eight teams. I don't why why they choose three copies to make it a little bit harder. <laughs> just to, just to make you sweat more. Okay, you're sweating. Okay, so but still a uh, uh, first rounder an unknown first round pick in a in a 48 man league with only 3 copies instead of 4 copies of every player still means that yeah. a first rounder in your format is worth less than a first rounder in a normal 12 team league cuz there are only 3 copies right. of every player so you trading a first I don't care about a third rounder in a rookie draft you traded a first round pick and 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 I I like I like Zay Jones he's okay but you traded a first round pick for for Waddle. 
who would probably go in the top three or four overall in that rookie draft, if I had to guess. That was that was not a move I would make. But let's let's try and move on from there. Like it, it is what it is. Sure. All right. So what can we try and do with your your you have two first rounders to trade? Now we got to right. try and get you into a waddle. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, so it's a PPR as well. Got him. P- yeah, PPR as well. Um, and I, I showed you my running backs just because that's probably my weakest weakest spot. I got decent tight ends now. Okay, um, give me. We got uh, Luke Musgrove. Give me your, give me your uh, give me your team. <laughs> All right, uh, Jared Goff. We got Dalvin Cook, Clyde, uh, Pacheco, Singletary, Tyler Boyd, Josh Downs, Chris Godwin, uh, Hollins, Zay Jones, Lazard, Josh Palmer. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. Goff, Cook, CEH, Pacheco, uh, Singletary. Yep. Okay. And we got, let's see here. Yeah, Chris Godwin, Tyler Boyd. Josh Palmer, um, and then tight ends we got it's wasting Musgrove. marker at this point. <laughs> we're wasting. Oh, we're, sorry, dude. We're no, wasting good. marker, bro. <laughs> what are we doing here? Have you ever <laughs> no, heard got, about? Yeah, we got twenty. Everybody gets twenty-five uh, roster spots, and uh, and then taxis. Have you ever heard of under, Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, bro? I actually, I dude, you showed it to me, and, and we've been busting it. It's been fun. Okay, good, uh, bro. I. I don't know how, like, no offense, but I don't know where where you spent these draft picks on. If there's three copies of every player, what happened? Like, I guess you drafted Cook well, so, on the high last year. You know, you you, you drafted him as, you know, as if he was. A I ball. came in later. I didn't. I wasn't in the the original startup. Of so the you league. you took so, over, you took over this team, and it was already there. I took over. So like six people started in one year, and so all those players from those six teams they all went into a draft and i got you know it's like a serpentine draft of the players that were available so it wasn't like all the players were available just those teams that why, that why would you jo- why ownership. would you join a draft where you're like literally you get like no pick of anybody coming in <laughs> it's you know degree of difficulty i mean i won 100 bucks last year so that was cool okay um let's let's uh Winning a division since there's 48 teams. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I've been playing fancy a long time. It's fun to, to tickle yeah. a, a different muscle. Yeah, I get. I guess, bro. I could understand wanting the challenge <laughs> of trying to bring something like this back to life, but you just set yourself back by getting rid of Waddle. I think. Hold on. Let's let's see if we can find a. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to find a toilet flushing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the Dookie. All right. Um, you haven't done that up. Yet. I know. Why I need not? to. I need to do it. I define a sound on YouTube real quick. But I would say, like, okay, you've got the good components here. Goff will probably play pretty well this year. So I mean, I I hesit, I'm hesitant to tell you to go buy a QB on the extreme high. Um, Pacheco and Cl- Pacheco and Clyde. You kind of need McKinnon for that to really make me feel good. Um, I know, I know. I saw your video on that. Uh, man, I, I really, really, really liked, and I'm not even like as high on other as other people on Waddle, but I really liked Waddle for this team. He probably was a reason why you lost. And Travis says he loves your positive attitude. I've literally kicked you in the nuts three or four <laughs> times, and this guy this sounds like I he, he sounds like I'm um, 
I'm giving him the be- you know the the kindest advice he's ever heard. So I agree with Travis. You have been a good sport here. Um, I appreciate it. Hey, I also have Purdy. What do you think? Uh, maybe moving Purdy. Yeah, move Purdy, him. Purdy. Move move him to some move Niner him? fan. I love it. Yeah, send him away. Yeah, exactly. Find or a Niner fan. Send him fan to someone with uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, just send him pack and go to some <laughs> Niner fan and be like, oh, bro, give me, uh, give me whatever. I, I would say um, the best players to go get in this situation. I think I think Ron's right off the Moonman list. Dotson's probably going to cost you the least amount. I like your list. Uh, I think running back wise, Walker probably scares some people. You might have to take a gamble with this team and have a Walker without a Charbonnet. I don't know if you're able to even get him. Like the problem is like, I like that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, Ron, do you have any su- suggestions here? I don't even know where to begin. I, you know what? Other than quit it. If, if, if I was going to name his team, I'd name it the Happy Gilmore team when he was trying out for the hockey team when they told him. Better luck next year. <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. Yeah, you do got a positive attitude. If anybody can turn it around, it's this guy. Honestly, this guy, you got. Yeah. Hey, so, I, I know all I got to do is just be second place in my division, and I get my money back. Yeah, so this guy's kind of this a, guy's positive. He's he's, he's he's you can't knock him down as uh, as one of you said. Um, okay, uh, guys in the chat, I give took over a couple of dynasty leagues, and it's the same thing is, you know, I, I took over one team, and Kenny can attest to this. He's in the, he's a moderator in there. And um, I took over a team that was old men and crappy men, and, <laughs> and I've been fighting to try to improve that team. So I know exactly where you're at. I would trade Godwin and something for, for Dotson in a heartbeat. And you might even get that oh. done, because I think some people don't think Dotson's going to be that good. It's crazy. I love Dotson. Um, Pickens is good value at wide receiver. <laughs> Kenneth Walker's great value at running back. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I don't know if you could trade like a first rounder and Pacheco for Gibbs, but I don't think anybody's going to do that. But yeah. I, I mean, try maybe. it. Up, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I you need magic in order to fix this, but. <laughs> You know, well, what if can, you just hey, what you're if, sprinkling some magic already, man? What if you just trade like for more first rounders and just I don't know the the problem is your first rounders are less appealing than normal first rounders because there's only three copies of every player. But I mean, if you no, if you could somehow draft picks all the time in this league, yeah, if you could somehow get into like, can you like based on looking at the teams figure out a way to get into Marvin Harrison Jr. and the top yeah. rookie running yeah. back, and then you know. Then at least you have something to build off of. That's probably where I would take it. This team's not winning now. Like I, I would keep no. building toward the draft. I would trade what I can to get more first rounders. To be honest, that's just the way. What? If you had kept Waddle, you would have had a shot. Waddle. But you, yeah. <laughs> but Waddle kind of takes away your chance of winning in this league. I would go after first rounders. I would try my hardest to get uh, one of the top rookie running backs with Marvin Harrison Jr. Somehow, some way. Right on. No, I appreciate Smitty. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, get you one really good player that does really good, and then trade him away and get a lot of future draft or early future draft picks. No, build up for next. It looks pretty good. Yeah. All right, hang tight for me. Uh, you can stay on the line, bro. If you got any other further questions, let us know. I'd love, I'd love to help yeah, you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I came at you hard at first. I was just. I, I wasn't understanding no, no there's problem. three copies of every player in the league, and your positive <laughs> attitudes made me feel like a jerk. 
and and I feel like uh, oh, I feel like to, no, dude. I feel like together we could fix this. We just I just need more I need more time to digest this and what I'm looking at. Forty eight teams, three copies of every player. I I honestly think I'd go after the draft. I would just go after the draft and try and build through the draft. Uh, Jensen dropped a super chat here. It says Hertz, Howell, Hill, De- uh, Devontae Smith, London, Dotson, Mixon, Sanders, Javante, Brian, Robinson, Hubbard, Aconquo, Komet, Best Ball Mania thoughts. Um, Hertz, Howell, Tyreek Hill. So Hertz, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Smith, London, Dotson. Great wide receivers. If Mixon and Sanders and, and Javante work out for you, it will be a good potential shot. But you have to, you're banking a lot on Mixon and Sanders. And I don't know that I would, but past that, I like what you have there. If I could swap out Mixon and Sanders for a couple other RBs that I love that I could have drafted around those areas, a lot of the, the running backs that I like, I think I would much rather, I, I'd feel more confident about the team. But it's not bad. I mean, you just need those two RBs to to really step up. Appreciate Jensen, that super chat. Try a couple different versions of that with different RBs though. That's probably what I would do. Scuba Steve, you're live. Hey, Smitty, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Uh, Hey, I I, I was listening, before I got into my question, I was listening to that guy's team. I was just about to ask you, uh, because I know you wanted to try to help the guy and stuff. Do you think that in a situation like that, that that maybe... uh, uh, with some of those players, you could try to trade for like Alexander Madison. That's so, not. Like, you think that he, you think that his value is, is pretty high in a league like that after uh, Dalvin Cook's pretty much getting cut. Not like, a bad. You think that like. Not a bad idea. The only thing that would concern me is that he trading away Waddle. I don't know that he's got a chance to win now. So going after Madison, who's probably got a short shelf life. He's been in the league a while. I don't know how many years he's going to ball out. If he balls out even more than one, if he balls out even one. So I probably would go a different route than that, but if I if he had if he had Waddle still, I'd maybe still I'd tell him to maybe go that direction. Right now I'd be getting rid of Godwin okay. while I still could. I'd be getting rid of Pacheco and Clyde to get that first rounder. Um wait for Dalvin Cook to land in Miami and then all of a sudden you got potential trade value there. But I don't know. Pacheco, Dalvin Cook in Miami, Goff, Godwin. If you trade those two first rounders for, uh, let's say you get like a a London or a Watson or something like that, or trade one of them in in something for a you know first for a wide receiver like that that you like maybe more than you like to waddle, I don't know. Then maybe you're back in it. I don't know. It's a tough one. What about if you, what about if uh, what about if you traded for like uh, Javante? Because because uh, nobody really yeah. knows when he's coming back. That's a good one. Maybe you could press the owner, the owner for uh, uh, that. Maybe he's rehab. I mean, depend on what that guy's team is. I, I like mean, that. I mean, I, I, in a format like that, if the guy if the guy uh, can afford to get rid of him, especially because like you like you guys are talking about, he's looking for a running back, and he's on win now anyway. So I mean. It, there's definitely upside I like against that. Javante, even if he does play half the season. I like Javante. That's a good one. And then Will Will uh, Overcome says, Will Richardson unleash Pittman or no? Will Richardson unleash Pittman? Uh, I don't think he'll unleash him. I think Pittman has a shot to be a potential fantasy football low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, but I'm still wait-and-see mode. I like Josh Downs better than I like Pittman's long-term value, but Pittman's clearly got the edge for this year, and I think he'll probably do okay. I think he'll probably have like a thousand yards, 
990,000 yards, you know, five, six touchdowns. Like, that would be a, a decent expectation for Pittman. But do I think he's a 13, 1,400-yard receiver, 10 touchdowns? I don't. But you never know overcome. Yeah. I mean, trust your gut on it. Uh, Van Dam says, a $2 hauler. Appreciate that, Van Dam. Van Dam says, hey, Smitty, why don't you apply same logic to Watson as you do apply to Adams? What if Love is the next Jimmy G? Love could do the same. Um, Love hasn't shown much either. I mean, that's the whole reason we play the game. You know, if <laughs> if I if I if I thought Love just because I haven't seen Love do anything doesn't mean that I believe Love will be Jimmy G. I know you're saying there's that possibility, and you have every right to that that viewpoint. But f- from what I gather. And I'm taking a little bit of a chance. We have a small sample size to play on. Same with Sam Howell. Very small sample size. One game against the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the year is all we have on Sam Howell. But Jordan Love is in a pretty solid situation in terms of producing fantasy points, not necessarily winning uh, games and being a playoff contending team. I truly believe Jimmy G and Jordan Love couldn't be in different situations, more different situations. I think Green Bay is going to move the football 10 times more than the Raiders will under Jimmy G's command. Uh, the, the, Ra- the Raiders have the worst defense, top bottom four defense in the National Football League every year. And some say that may change based on their draft. We'll see. But I, don't, I just think they're not comparable. Just because Jordan Love's unproven, I don't think you can just correlate that to Jimmy G, bro. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't make sense to do that. Can you say that maybe I'm going to be wrong and Jordan Love won't be able to throw the football to Watson? You can say that, but we saw them connect on a touchdown already. We have seen Jordan Love look pretty decent, um, and they're very confident in him. And this organization has had two quarterbacks since the ni- what 1992 or 93? What year did Brett Favre start signal calling? Huh? Yeah, 92. They've had two quarterbacks under center since 1992. I, I'm pretty sure they get a little bit of wiggle room in in terms of saying they're going to find the next quarterback. They really like Jordan Love. They really like Jordan Love. And what I've seen, I kind of like him. I kind of like him, bro. I think Watson's going to help him along. I just think the Raiders situation is is trash. Just trash. I want nothing to do no, with the, any the, any Raiders. The Packers drafted two tight ends this year too, so they they knew what they were doing with 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 love. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Um, they they I like Reed, the rookie. I like Musgrave, the tight end. He's a big tight end. He's a big body, and I think he does really well. And I think Jordan Love actually is pretty efficient. You know, will he make mistakes? Absolutely. But do I care about those? No, I'm not in it for the wins or the losses. I'm in it for the production. And I think in the third and fourth quarter, the Packers are throwing the football and, and Watson's going to be fed, spoon-fed. Adams is going to be thrown hospital balls by Jimmy G. Adams, he's a he's a downfield specialist. Watson, I'm not saying Adams can't catch short yardage passes too and be very efficient and run his routes like he's so amazing at doing. But you're talking about a guy, Jimmy G, that can't throw the football but more, more than 10, 15 yards down the field. And so I, I just I don't see it. Love, I believe, will. I don't believe love will actually be pretty decent. Like, will he make mistakes? Yeah, but I just think they're not similar comparisons. But I, I appreciate the super chat and I appreciate the question. And I'm sure a lot of people share that question, so it's a good one to ask. 
Uh, Scuba Steve, you have anything else, buddy? Yeah, I do. Uh, I got my real question because I know I was talking about that guy's team. Uh, uh, I don't know if, if you uh, how deep you covered the Saquon Barkley stuff, but I was just going to ask you because uh, um, based off the title of your video that uh, he's not showing up because after uh, he doesn't look like he wants to play on the tag and he wants to get like a long term deal. Do you think that there's a chance that uh, he could uh, hold out like Le'Veon Bell did? I mean, I don't, I don't, I, mean, I don't know what type of money that he wants. Cause, cause I mean, it seems like there's always like been like reports, like when this stuff like first came out that uh, he, like he didn't want to uh, set the quarterback, I mean uh, the running back market, didn't want to change it, and he, he wanted to work uh, well with the Giants, but now all of a sudden, uh, it's, it seems I, I don't know if there's that that much of a rift, how how far off that they are on like money or anything, but do you think that he could sit out like Le'Veon Bell, or do you think that they actually do get a deal done? So I think that there's a real strong shot that he he holds out up until that July 17 deadline. July 17, his franchise tag becomes his contract whether he signs the ink to paper or not. It just automatically, he doesn't have to actually sign it. Everybody thinks he's got to sign it. He doesn't. He's not under contract until he does sign it or is forced to, you know, forced upon him on July 17. It's usually July 15, but I believe the, uh, there's like a holiday or there's a weekend or something that makes it July 17. So July 17, it has to be done. Now, at that point, July 17, the team and Barkley can no longer negotiate. Barkley is no longer able to seek a long-term deal with the Giants this season. He will be franchise tagged and be paid $10 million for the year. And that's his contract. It automatically, whether he signs it or not, on July 17, that's his contract. So, July 18, if he continues to hold out, then he is subject to fines, to my knowledge. And so, do I think he holds out past that day? No, I do not. Do I think he's taking as hard line of stance as he possibly can take to initiate talks, to get a deal done, so the team believes him? Because he he really probably is wondering if the team believes him. I will hold out until July 17th. I will hold out over a month, a month and a week, if you do not give me a new deal. And I think that's his his sense here. And he was asked the question and he just re-emphasized it. So it's not like he's going out there and ringing a bell necessarily. When people approach him, he tells them this information. But he has said, I do not want to. I, re- I read this at the top of the show. I have previously stated, I'm not looking to set any contract records. I'm not demanding to be the highest paid player at my position. I understand the market. My goal is to be compensated respectfully based on my contributions to the team on the field and in the locker room. I've been in talks with the Giants throughout the offseason. If at at some point there's a deal that is fair to both sides on the table, I will be ready to sign. It sounds to me, and I doubt that it's different when we look at the numbers, it sounds to me like he's being very reasonable. It sounds to me like he's not asking to be paid as a top five running back. (laughs) Not even top five. I don't think he's asking to be paid as a top five. I think he's probably asking to be paid as like a top five to ten. And I think he deserves that. And he's probably, like any running back, more about the guaranteed money than anything else and the upfront money. And if they handed this guy 15 mil and signed him to a three-year team-friendly third-year type of deal where it's like two years and then there's a third year that the team can get out, then they would do it, or they should do it. And I would think Barkley would do it. So to answer your question, do I think he'll hold out like Le'Veon Bell? I do not. I think if he did that, he would be stupid. And Le'Veon Bell is stupid, and Barkley doesn't appear to be stupid. I think Barkley understands that he would ruin his career 
derail it and everything that he's trying to accomplish by holding out, he wouldn't get, and then he'd just be screwed. Because he wouldn't get his 10 mil, he'd yeah. be, you know, and then what? He's going to get what? I mean, who's going to sign him to a long, long-term long deal? He has a better shot at getting the $10 million. Like, this is what Le'Veon Bell did. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, if I remember correctly, I forget how much he got. It was like 20-something million. And everybody said, he did it okay mm-hmm. after all, Smitty. You're an idiot. Because I was ripping on him when he held out. But he would have got that whatever $10 million on top of getting that, that, that big contract anyway. Barkley's leaving $10 million on the table if he holds out. He'll get what? Another $18 million deal next offseason, which he would get anyway. Yes. You know? So it's like, why wouldn't you take the $10 million? He's not going to hold out. Not not, not like Le'Veon Bell did. But will he hold out right up until the 17th? I believe so. And could that cause injury? I believe it could. The, the longer he holds out, the more likely he is to get hurt. Now, could he take some stance on principle? I suppose I shouldn't say no way it's possible. He takes some kind of stance on principle and and says, "I just, you know, I'd rather retire or whatever." I mean, maybe I don't know his mindset, but it just—if he wants to play football, this is—it would be the worst thing he could do. It would not end well. It would end exactly like it ended for Le'Veon Bell, where his career was derailed because he sat out an entire year and took a little hiatus. And like I've said before, with Ridley coming back, little concerning because the, this little mm-hmm. hiatus thing doesn't really work out well. Watson. You know, two-year hiatus, didn't return like the same player. Ricky Williams did it. Michael Vick did it. Josh Josh Gordon did it, too. Yeah, Josh Gordon never came back to form. Um, So, as a running back, specifically, it's a lot harder to take a year off or even more and come back. It really is. It it would shock me if he came back and was the same player. Now, um... If he does come back, uh, if they don't get a long-term deal done, and he does come back, do you think that do you think that he could get traded? I mean, because uh, I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's on the Giants' side that they don't want to get this sign this guy long-term. Because I mean, for, for what I see from like Saquon Barkley, he wants to stay with the Giants, and he actually wants he wants to, like he's actually excited that they're actually competing because that's the whole reason why he wanted to be there was to help them to help them compete. So do you, do you think that they'd be in a situation where? Uh, Maybe tr- during like a trade deadline that uh, that he could, his name could be up there to get traded. Um, I I don't think he. There's just not a market for it. I don't think teams are interested in trading for RBs. I mean, look at Dalvin Cook right now getting no interest. And in, you could say Barkley's light years ahead of Cook, but quite honestly, I could come in and say, you know what, is is down as we are on Cook and his likelihood to stay healthy. The guy's a soldier. Like, he puts that flak jacket on and has this mangled shoulder. I've said King Tut's shoulder. If you did an MRI on King Tut and an MRI on Barkley, or on uh, Dalvin Cook, King Tut's shoulder would look better. This guy's got a mangled shoulder, and he goes out there and plays, still plays on it. Where other players injure their shoulder and they're out for half a year to a year, this guy just comes in the next game. So he doesn't care about his body. He throws caution to the wind, and he runs really hard. And from what my eyeballs tell me from last year, I don't think he dropped off. I think he's capable of dropping off this year. I really do. And you know me with drafting injury-prone running backs, drafting older running backs. But but like, let's say if you're a team like the Buffalo Bills, and I know that his brother plays there, and there's been word that he would want to play there or that he wouldn't want to step on his brother's starting job. 
but let's just use the Buffalo Bills. If you're the Buffalo Bills and you've got to trade for this guy at a, at a much higher price tag than bring in a free Dalvin Cook, it just doesn't make any sense. If there's very, very little market for Dalvin Cook, there's going to be almost no market for a traded Barkley. So, I, but you never know. It just takes one one dancing partner, bro, to kick off a, a you yeah, know, a, I mean, a, a, a square dance. I, I mean, I guess, I guess, like it, it, it would depend, right? Like, like I mean, because we don't know, like, like I'm, just, it's definitely like a trade dead, uh up to a trade deadline now. I mean, because we still haven't gone through like the whole season, but I mean, I, I, if, I feel like if, if there's a team at the trade deadline that they feel like that they're like one player away, and for some and like. Barkley couldn't get like a long-term deal done, and there is like any type of like chance where he, they could a team could but bro, to make the trade if they feel that. that but bro, that, uh, keep, bro, know, like keep they, in mind, keep yeah. in mind though that once he's franchise tagged on July 17, there is yeah. no contract negotiation. He's locked in for yeah. the entire season at 10 million dollars a year. There's no extension. There's mm-hmm. no deal. There's no hey, we can extend this guy. So no team's gonna. Yeah, you can't. There's there is no. It's not as easy as it sounds to like. Oh, this could get done later. It's it's July sixteen or no, nothing at all. Yeah, no. I, I was I was just meaning like in, in terms of like the other team that trades for him. Like maybe the following year, if they feel like they could resign him. I mean, because that because like I guess like if if like you're talking about like if they don't sign him after that July eighteenth, then I'm just like I'm saying like from like what we've always seen like with like the, uh, the NFL reports that you normally say that. If there's like no deal done, then they always just start asking about it when the season's over. If he's gonna be back there like next year, like is he gonna be like a trade, like, trading like piece, I guess or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I guess I was just trying to say from like a standpoint of like I guess like if there's like a good team that's like I guess like they go to the trade deadline, they feel like they're just like a player away. Then I mean like you never know it. Just to go in for that one year if they feel like they're good enough. I, I mean I, you never know. Um. Yeah, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to look up something real quickly here. I mean, what was the last big trade offensive player mid-season? It doesn't happen that often in football. Yeah, and I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find out if there's any restrictions on trading a franchise tag player once the July 17 deadline passes. I think you can still trade them, but. Uh, I'm I'm just double checking on the NFL rules. The franchise tag is yeah. is such a unique situation that a lot of us need to um, rem- remind ourselves of a lot of the rules, you know, that are involved in the deadlines and things like that. But you can't extend a player after the July 17 deadline. Um, I'm pretty sure you can still trade them, but what team's going to trade for yeah. a franchise tag player? I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen, especially with their, like a lot of the sign and trade, like a franchise tag, Devontae Adams gets franchise tra- tagged and then traded on the tag. And then that way he gets the extension before the July 17, July 15 deadline, usually July 15. I just don't, I don't see it, bro. I don't, anything's possible as long as it's within the confines of the NFL rules. But I just don't see, I, 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 I don't see. Could I see a team maybe franchise tagging and trading him before July 17? I suppose, but I highly doubt it because if, if Dalvin Cook and Hopkins have no market, I just don't think Barkley's going to. I know Barkley's a little bit better. He's younger. I get all that, but but yeah. Dalvin Cook's still got a lot of appeal for a team that's in need of an RB given he's a lot cheaper and there's a lot less risk involved 
and it doesn't require draft capital. You got to understand that you're you're paying ten million dollars for Saquon Barkley if you trade for him right now, or greater. Because if you trade for him before July 17, you're not going to trade for him as a franchise tag player. Because he's going to be disgruntled, threatening holdout. You're not going to do that. So you would trade for him and sign into a contract. So if you trade for him, you're signing to a long-term contract. You're paying draft capital. Dalvin Cook's practically free. You just bring him in. Yeah. And I get what you're saying. I was just, like I said, I was just, just curious. Yeah. Curious on that type of stuff. Hey, bro, I mean, you I, never know. I mean, I guess you never all, know. All, all, yeah, all it takes is like one team. You like, yeah. we, like look at McCaffrey. We didn't think that McCaffrey was going to get traded, and the Point Irish came right. in and gave him gave him. Like, that was nuts. I guess yeah. that was nuts. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, Scuba Steve, you're right. Anything could happen, bro. I just my my thinking is that Barkley's not going to be a player that we see them trade. Not to mention the Giants are going to be, I think, pretty competitive, and I don't see them being in a position where they're just, you know. I, I and like I said, I, you never know. You never know if it's even possible in the confines of the NFL rules to trade a franchise tag player. I'm I'm pretty sure you can after the July 17th deadline. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah. So if that if that was the case, could I see a contender looking to bring him in? I get. I guess. But does anybody know if if on the on the the non-exclusive tag? Can you be trade because uh, you can't negotiate a new contract at all? So I'm just curious if there's some kind of weird loophole we haven't seen in years that we're not even thinking of. Ron, Ron probably can research that real quick. Yeah, because like I was talking to you, I think yesterday too is, is like I didn't even know. Uh, at all. Like when, when, like even like when you researched it too, is like like uh, even if you are tagged, like like a team can like like uh, the Giants could could still like end up removing them off the tag. Yeah, that I, that I, that I was that yeah, that was something I didn't think was possible, and that's that's interesting. And it's definitely they could rescind, which hasn't really been done. It may have been done like once before in like a long long while, but they could. You're right, Scuba. They could take away the offer. Kind of like, uh, almost like a, a fantasy football owner sending a trade offer. You're sending a trade offer offer to somebody. <laughs> they can accept it at any any moment and just hit the button, but the the sender can rescind it. So the Giants could technically rescind it at any moment, which was uh, something that I we've never. We, I mean, I can't remember a time it's ever happened. It probably happened with like a defensive player or something, but from an offensive perspective, I can't remember a time that a team has ever rescinded the the franchise tag. What's up, Isaac? Yeah. Uh, Edward, anything else you got? I'm probably going to wrap it up. I'm going to uh, uh, quickly cycle through. If anybody wants to call in and, and add something, go ahead. But I'm, I'm going to send uh, everybody off the line here. So, Scoob, uh, let's go to Edward. Edward, any final thoughts, Edward? And, uh, hey, I'm going to the Dells tomorrow. So, uh, I'm going to be wearing my uh, Green Bay stuff to blend in. Okay. Nice work. Nice work. Love you. Anything else? Uh, anything regarding your league? I wish I could help you better with your league. I would just say, you know, uh, Scoob had a great idea for Javante because he's a wait and see I, project. Um, you know, line- um, no, I just I appreciate it because it's hard to you know get advice for a, a crazy team like yeah. this. But uh, but no, I, I I play you know all different kinds of fantasy, and this was you know this was one that I wanted to see pick your brain a little bit. And okay, see what your reaction was. It was beautiful. I loved it. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, let's go over to uh, uh, Scuba. You got any final thoughts, bro? Yeah, uh, just um, I guess uh, I'm I guess on on the uh, the Chicago Bears. Um, what, what how do you think that their offense is gonna, is gonna look? And uh, who is it? Who's there somebody that I guess that you want uh, besides like uh, Justin Fields that you want? Like, uh, do, do you, you you still want Khalil Herbert? Like, uh, is he a part? I like your movement. Uh, list or, or uh, do, you, do you like the kid that they drafted uh, more over him? Uh, can I get your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I I ask myself every day before I go to bed, Scuba, why Khalil Herbert is not on the Moon Man list. I, I, I every day I'm closer and closer to putting him on there. I feel like nobody's talking about him. I feel like he's just gonna all of a sudden be named the starter in some weird way that it, you know, even if they don't say it like that, like, but it becomes known to the fantasy football world that he's the the bona fide starter there. Like the coach might come out and say, "Yeah, look, Khalil, Khalil led the league in yards per carry last year." I don't think many people know that he led the entire National Football League in yards per carry, and it wasn't like he got you know 200 yards or something. Okay, this guy actually played a whole heck of a lot. And let me pull up his game log real quickly and throw it on screen because, or his, his uh, 2022 stats, because Khalil Herbert is. Um, he should be, I, I, he's going to be a satellite man list at least by the next couple of days. But I'm tempted to throw him on the moon man list. I'm telling you, I every day I feel like I'm, I'm making a mistake by waiting on this content. And well, I, at least well, I talk I mean, about it, though. At least I talk about it. So you guys are hearing me say that I want to do it. <laughs> so it's helping people. Yeah. But but here's his game. Here's his uh, stats for 2022. 5.7 yards per carry. That led the National Football League in yards per carry. And it wasn't like he didn't tote the rock a significant amount of times. 129, 731 yards Four touchdowns, another receiving touchdown. Very capable catching footballs. I would say easily the easy, non even is not even negotiable. He is the top receiving back option out of the gate. You would think out of the gate, yeah, it have to yeah. be. So he's the third. He's the guy that's going to command the most third down work from from the from the jump. Even though he didn't get used a ton, there's a lot of potential there. But to to have Four touchdowns, 731 yards, and 5.7 yards per carry in an offense that is going to be, in my opinion, extremely electric. And they're going to they're gonna definitely move the chains. They're definitely going to live in the red zone way more than anybody expects. Fields is not going to have to run for his life. Instead, Fields is going to run less but be more efficient, meaning he's probably going to average more yards per carry. Justin Fields, because... Guess what happens? DJ Moore and Mooney being in his natural number two role was going to be more effective. And Cole Komet doing the things he does across the middle and stretching defenses. I I mean, DJ Moore is going to spread the field. And when you spread the field, guess what happens when Fields does his little dance and breaks off this 15-yard run? There's more distance between him and cornerbacks and safeties. And he's going to get more yardage and he's going to step right out of bounds hopefully this year a lot more. I believe that Khalil Herbert's going to live in the red zone. And I believe Khalil Herbert could have one of those eight, nine touchdown seasons, maybe even like 10, if he gets the start, if he gets a whole bunch of work. 
I really like Khalil Herbert. He is so impressive to watch play too. He is such a good running back. I feel like he's completely overlooked. But I will say the reason that I've held back is because we haven't heard a lot vocally from this offense, uh, offensive coordinator or the team in general about Khalil Herbert. Like, why aren't they saying he's our starter? Why aren't they talking about his 5.7 league-leading yards per carry uh, statistic? Why do they keep mentioning running back by committees and we want to have multiple backs? I don't know, bro. That's the part that scares me off, but... But I still love Khalil Herbert, and I think that he's talented enough to grab the situation by the balls and and do what he wants with it, not let the Bears dictate how much he stays on the field. They're going to be like, this kid's got to stay on the field. He keeps breaking off long runs. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, and, and um, maybe maybe uh, this is something that uh, maybe for like a future video idea. If, if, I mean, if, if you don't keep hearing anything, maybe this is something that like. That like you can like advertise like to use like to our advantage that this guy isn't like he I mean because you usually like as soon as somebody gets hyped up I mean they they start creeping up like draft boards and they start ending up going like a maybe uh, a lot higher than you expect so I mean if nobody's talking about him and if he keeps staying like I mean I don't I haven't done a, I mean I'm sure like you've done a, plenty of like underdogs I'm sure like you can figure out like where he's where he's been getting grabbed. So, I mean, yeah. like, if you have a chance, like, I guess, to, to, if, if he's not going that high, you feel like and you can get him a lot. And m- m- maybe that, maybe that's something that uh, you could use, like, for, like, uh, to win you a league. Yeah. yeah. That's why I say definitely every day I think about putting him on the Moo Man list. So, you're definitely going to get a video once once or if he gets tossed on there. Or even if he gets tossed on the Satellite Man list, you'll see a video. So, don't worry about that. It's just a matter of how many things I have on my plate. And... Because yeah. I'm not hearing a bunch that makes me feel ultra, ultra, ultra confident and that, that they're going to give him his fair chance. I've just been like putting it off, but it's coming. Don't worry. Uh, Scuba Steve, appreciate well, you. I'm sorry. You got one more thing? No, I, I was just only going to say is, is like, oh, I wanted, just wanted to say, I, just, uh, I just wanted to ask this because I didn't know anything about the other guy. All I know is, I mean, uh, maybe you could correct me. I, I, I think that the guy they drafted, I, I think he was Bijan's backup. But I, if I'm uh, if I'm mistaken, if I am, I'm sorry. But I mean, I don't really know that much of a guy, about that guy. I mean, I don't know if he did any videos on the the guy that they drafted. If he's actually if he's going to be like any good. I mean, I don't know if that also makes a difference too. That, that was just the only thing I was going to say. But I mean, I appreciate you, man, and, and uh, I'll call you tomorrow. All right, see you, pal. Um, and I'll answer your question yeah. right here off off uh, offline or. Um, once I I hit the the end button, so listen to my response. All right, man, appreciate you. Uh, Roshan Johnson, yeah, he's he was technically speaking the backup to 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 Bijan. He's bigger than Bijan by by quite a bit. Like when they stand next to each other, um, Roshan looks big. He's a big back. He's a good back. He's he's got a lot to to learn still. Chicago's not just going to thrust him out there into the starting lineup to kick things off, but could he earn it through the course of hard work through five, six, seven, eight games? Sure, but you can cuff him really easy. I mean, Roshan is definitely falling a lot. There's a lot of hype, and then because the Bears haven't backed him or backed Herbert, everyone's kind of been backing off on on Roshan a little bit. But you can easily cuff the two together easily. So, you know, that will solve that problem. But, yeah, I do like Roshan. I think Roshan's pretty good. Oscar, you're live. Um, I'm not staying too long, Oscar, so hit me with what you got. Hey, Smitty. Yeah, no, I thought that you were still on. So I had a, a quick question. Um, while we're on the topic, though, definitely uh, big on, on Bears and Fields. 
Uh, you actually put me on fields last year. I had lost my uh, my quarterback to injury, so uh, almost won the championship. Unfortunately, lost it because of those cold uh, weather games. Didn't go as planned in terms of the points. But um, the question I had, real quick, uh, in terms of flex spot, I wanted to hear your thoughts real quick on whether you prefer wide receiver or running back uh, when it comes down to setting up your lineup on a week-to-week basis. I mean. Anybody that knows my content well knows that I'm always best player available. It, there's no there's no set anything. I'll, I'll draft wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver in a draft. I'll draft running back, running back, quarterback, and not touch wide receiver until round four and five and get Watson and London or, you know, uh, London and Dotson and Pickens or something and go those three wide receivers. Same thing goes for my flex spot, my setting my lineup. Like, I... I'm not going to shove a wide receiver or running back out onto the field unless there's some sort of like, okay, it's PPR and, you know, this running back catches no passes and then, you know, you, you can look at things like that. Sure, but I it, the best player hits the field, the best player gets drafted. And I don't draft positions, I draft players. So, um, I mean, it, it just depends on what we're talking about. If you give me like an example, I can give you a, an answer. If you got yeah, an let me uh, look it up. I, I know, for example, let's say on one of the one of the leagues I have, I know Zay Flowers is one of them. So let's say I have a running back that's, in terms of at least uh, projection level, about the same. Um, and of course, from a scoring standpoint, you know all things are even. Would you still go Zay Flowers, considering there might be a high upside versus going to running back that could be in a similar sense? Um, versus who? Zay Flowers versus who? Here, let me pull up real quick. But let's say this. Let's say Zay Flowers versus Mingo. I mean, Zay Flowers is a much higher ADP than Mingo. So I'm drafting Zay Flowers and I'm trying to get Mingo like the next round. So I don't know if I can answer that question the way you want me to. Do I like the idea of Mingo over Zay Flowers like... And instead of taking Zay Flowers, I'm drafting Charbonnet or Kincaid instead of Zay. And then I get Mingo or better yet, Tank Dell. I like Tank Dell more than, honestly, more than Zay Flowers. It's just like quietly, quietly like him. I'm not telling anybody, so make sure you don't tell anybody. Keep that between you and I. Tank Dell is a player that I want on almost every one of my teams. And I think he could be... And if he busts, so be it. He's a 15, 16, 17, 18th round player. Like, it's not going to hurt me a single bit. But he could be the biggest rags to riches wide receiver turns into your elite wide receiver three in fantasy 2023. So I just find myself taking the best player available. And and sometimes that's Charbonnet over Zay Flowers. Just because he's the better player and I'm hopeful that, you know, and I'm not hopeful... That, that Walker doesn't, you know, I don't want anything to happen to Walker, but just trying to compartmentalize my thoughts on Charbonnet, my thoughts on Walker, my thoughts on both of them. I, I go in a hundred different directions with it. There's no answer to it, but like Kincaid, in, if I need a tight end, I like more than Zay Flowers. It's just the way it is. And I like Zay Flowers a lot. I like him a lot, but his situation's like half good, half bad. It's just, it's a weird one. It's not like it's a, it's not, he, he landed in the place where it's going to help Lamar uh, extreme amount. 
But it's also one of those places where we're like, okay, is it going to take a year? Because Hollywood Brown and him didn't click right away. And I just don't know. I'm not sure. It's a new offense. So there's just a lot of concerns. Van Dam, appreciate your super chat. If you have another question, let me know. I saw this super chat. Appreciate you. And Thomas, I appreciate your super chat. He said, yo, Smitty, we talked on the on the Zoom earlier about my Dynasty Team 1.12. This is the guy... Um, uh, this is the guy here that had uh, Bijan and Garrett Wilson at 112 and, and 2.1. And he wanted to know if he should go quarterback, quarterback, or take the gamble and go Watson and Kenneth Walker. And he did. And then six picks away at 5.12 and not a single quarterback has gone since his Walker and K9 or Kenneth Walker and Christian Watson picks which is the the fun gamble I kind of wanted him to take because when you and six teams had already gone double quarterback you usually do not even want to think about quarterback again for the next couple rounds once you've gone QB QB in a super flex you're too worried about the the running back and wide receiver value you've been passing on already and been watching everybody else maybe get one or two of those guys and so you the last thing you're going to do is go grab a third quarterback unless you're an abnormal person. And so, yeah, I mean, he's going to scoop up Aaron Rodgers and love, or uh, we were talking earlier, Thomas, uh, Ron, Ron and I real quickly, I think it would be pretty smart for one of those picks to be like love or Rodgers, right? And I don't mind love and Rodgers. That's kind of what my favorite, if Cousins is there, you can take Cousins obviously, but but you could go golf and then take Hen and Hooker later and have that Detroit long-term situation locked up and so you could take Goff and Hooker later and take Goff with like Love or Rodgers. Just a thought. Just a thought. Because, you know, Goff's going to have a, a, a nice little year. Um, What else you, you got? Uh, Oscar's live. Uh, hang tight for me. I uh, Or Oscar, you just talked, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to jump off. But uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate all, right, man. all that you do. Um, Isaac, what's up, man? Hey, I know you're wrapping up. Um, I hope you grow massively, but at the same time, let's not tell anybody about Schmitty or Tank Dell. All right, everybody. All right, sure, sure. Uh, you, you can tell you have... can tell people in elevators, people wearing jerseys on the street corner. Get creative. You're you're better than this, Isaac. You can find me three, four guys a, a week that you could tell at the at the at the in and out. You know what I'm saying? Easily, maybe okay. more. All right. Uh, I do have a trade question, but what I want to say when it comes to Barkley, to not pay him a reasonable amount of money would be stupid on the Giants' part. I mean, just as RB's shelf life are short. The teams have a chance to have a player like Saquon. I mean, he's top tier NFL right now, you know? Um, all right, my trade. Yeah, hit me a with one it. Point, my, my pick is the 1.2, all right? I'm trying to get 1.1 for Bijan. He wants my sixth rounder. Just completely take that away and give me a 13 in exchange. Okay, say the whole thing one more time. I'm at the 1.2. All right. Okay. I'm trading for his 1.1. He wants my six-round pick. 
and he would give me his 13th who, round. Who is it that you're after that you that you're saying to yourself, I need to make this trade? Is it JJ or Chase? I, or I, Chase? No, I have Chase as a keeper. I want Bijan at the Oh, first okay, rookie, day. rookie. I'm sorry. I, I was answering a text. I'm sorry. I was. That's a bad host. I'm sorry. Uh, 1.1, 1.2. Yeah, six round, six round. But what's the six round in then? Well, I had, I mean, I have a pick there. I just, whatever's available. Six round rookie pick? No, this is not rookie. Okay, this is a startup that hasn't even, none of it's happened yet. Okay, gotcha. I was like, where, where's the six yeah. rounder coming from? Okay. Six rounder is yeah, kind sorry, of sorry. high though, but yeah, I would do that. I like Gibbs a lot, but but I I would I take like if he says seven, I would do that. But six is is very tough. It it is high, but I mean it is Bijan though. I love Gibbs a lot though. I love Gibbs a lot, but would I take would I take uh, would I take Bijan and let's see who that that would be. Six round would be. I mean. There is a drop-off, though, after the fifth round. I mean, there's some guys I really like in the sixth round, but you can almost get some of them in round seven. Well, this isn't last year, but look who, who people got last year in the sixth round was Hurts. Yeah, but you can't, you, know you, can't I mean? you can't, look at that. You can't look at that. But there are players like that. Like, I think Dotson's going to be sixth round. That's an amazing Dotson, pick. Yeah, Dotson might climb into the sixth round in Dynasty. He, he he could he could I mean I could I could still probably get I'd him. take Bijan though uh, bro six rounds pretty reasonable I mean he could be asking for higher it could be worse I I think that's yeah, bo- that's right. like the borderline to where you're like you know you go one more round and it's like a home run for you so he's like barely asking he's barely dipping into like asking a lot I I think I'd do, I'd do that Does uh, anybody anybody in the chat disagree Would anybody in the chat not take Bijan over Gibbs, uh, uh, you know, this 1.1 to 1.2 swap. It's an inaugural initial draft um, dynasty startup. Nobody's been drafted yet, so he's trading a six-round pick for the 11th, you said? Wait, wait, wait. I'm getting mixed up. Correction. This this, this is an existing league. I have Chase as my <laughs> keeper at pick number two. All right, so we're not even close to knowing what's going on here. Well, it's 10-team PPR. Chase is my number two. I still think that regardless, the value's there at six. Um. Okay. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah, so you're going to have to explain this again. So Chase is your second... Your keeper in 1.2 draft slot? No, he's my second round pick. Okay, second I round pick? Yeah, he's my second round pick. I, I, I still don't understand what's going on, though, because you're trading the six rounder in... Okay, so it's a keeper draft, so the six rounder is essentially a fifth, a fifth rounder in a sense because everybody's keeping a guy. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're trading it. So everybody's keeping one guy, but you get Bijan. I still probably do it, bro. I mean, you're going to have Chase and Bijan. You're going to have Chase and Bijan. You're still getting your first round pick, right? Because you have Chase written into your second. So you're yep, fine. Yep. And I'm looking at the third, maybe Burrow. I could even get Yeah, bro, you're, 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 over, you're overthinking it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, I didn't mean to be 
No, no, no. It, it didn't change too much. I just I was confused as to what we're like. Is this an inaugural draft or not? It's not inaugural, but it's only a one man keeper. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, do that trade. Execute it. Do it. Do it now. Do it live. Get Bijan. Hi, my name is Bijan Rob. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Right. Later, Isaac. Good trade, man. Uh, Ron Navy, any final thoughts? Yeah, Barkley, he's on uh, non-exclusive tag, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be the same thing with Lamar. Is He's free to look up any trade that he wants. And then uh, if a team wants to sign him, they got to give up two. Well, if the Giants don't want to match it, then they got to give up two first-round picks, which ain't going to happen. Yeah, that that definitely that definitely wouldn't happen. Barkley's not getting any sort of uh, you know uh, team interested no, in no team. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be would the Giants actually rescind? What? After if the Giants decided they didn't want him, they could waive him, and then he's free to go and sign with any team he wants. Correct. If, if the Giants rescind the franchise tag, if it, even if. He could still be waived if he's on a franchise tag. He they could still waive him. Well, they wouldn't waive him because then they pay him ten million. So they if they just no, I'm not saying, but we're, we're asking the hypothetical question: Could he be traded after the the franchise tag takes place? Traded, yeah. Could he be Take, traded? Is yeah. was the question. So I'm, I, what I'm what I'm wondering right. is once he signs his franchise. What I read. What I read is if he was waived. After the franchise tag is signed, then he could sign with any team he wants. Right, which wouldn't, which isn't even close to a realistic scenario. But what I'm asking is, if let's say he signs his franchise tag, okay, and he's on under contract, or or if July 17 comes and he's forced upon that, that amount of money is his guaranteed money for the year. It doesn't change. They can't give him a deal. They can't negotiate with him. He's on the franchise tag amount, the $10 million for one year. That's his written-in contract. My question is, can he then be traded once he's franchise tagged and signed and in there? I think he can, but they they can't. If they waived him, they would owe him they, the $10 million. Well, they, yeah, but if they waived him... They're not, yeah. He could be traded. He, 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 he got a trade. But that's not being traded if they waive him. I'm saying, can he be traded? Not waived. If he gets waived, you can just sign as a free agent. Well, I'm, I'm talking about trade. Right. Um, oh, yeah. That's it, just what. I- yeah, appreciate you looking for it though, but I don't know that there's an, there's uh, any restriction on a team trading a franchise tag player that has gone into the contract. You know, has been because after July. I know the dates. Right, November 11th or something like that. Yeah. Have you done a video on Dynasty League? Breaking trade, uh, breaking trade strategies like the type of trade that makes people quit. Doom, uh, yeah, the 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 like l- l- draft pick trading. I've done a video on that already this year, but I'll do more of them, Isaac. I'll do a lot more trading videos. And thefantasyfootballshow.com has my video courses, um, and there'll be a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff up already. 
but some trade tactics and such. So if you want to get that as long as as well as the year round rankings, bull predictions, trade calculators, the video courses, the the text advice, it's all at thefantasyfootballshow.com. So there's a lot of trading technique stuff there on the video course section. So there'll be more added to it. But yeah, certainly we'll create some YouTube content for that as well. Thomas says, would you go pick it, Pickens, if available? Thanks. Um, Ron probably would. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't draft Pickett. In my opinion, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him if Rodgers in love were there. Those would be the two quarterbacks that I would take if Cousins was gone. I'd be with Ron on drafting Cousins and one of those quarterbacks, but I also wouldn't be I don't think it's crazy to go Love and Rodgers, but it's also not crazy to go Goff and Love or Goff and Rodgers or Goff and Pickett or Goff and whoever. And then taking Hen and Hooker yeah. later. That's not a bad strategy because the I'm gonna, Detroit Lions are pretty good. I'm going to take Pickett all day long over Love. Yeah. Love is unproven. Yeah. He's going to have the ups and downs like Pickett and Ritter had last year. And uh, no, give me Pickett. Yeah, Ron will take him all day. day, all day long. But I, I would say, I mean, I don't mind Pickens, but I think and he's got a favorable schedule. I think Thomas, don't get too cute because you may have felt like you've dominated. As we predicted, you might be able to do. That's just why it was it was a fun topic last night. That that you could maybe escape so draft against traffic is what I told you. And you're drafting against traffic right now. I guarantee you, if you, you wait too long and get cute between your next two back to back picks, you're gonna have to wait twenty four picks. While you wait going down one entire round and coming back, people will get back into quarterback mode, bro. It's a super flex. Don't get cute. You, you've done very good for yourself getting Bijan, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and, and and Kenneth Walker. Don't get too cute. Not to mention, bro, remember, not this these two picks you got here, but the next two set of picks, one of them might have to be Charbonnet. And you might, if you put yourself in a position where you have to go quarterback, you're going to end up missing Charbonnet. You're going to say, Smitty, I couldn't get Charbonnet. I had to go another quarterback because you're going to put yourself in a box. So be careful, Thomas. Um, Ron, I'll see you later, pal. Yep. All right. Definitely. All right. Later, Ron. Ron, Ron the Don. Imagine being really into fantasy football and getting six or seven people in your league who are casuals and really don't follow football year round or have busy work family lives. Definitely. have seen it before. People do that all the time. They're called grandma leagues. Yeah. Can I call in right quick? Hurry, Thomas. Fast, Thomas. Really quick. Hurry up, Thomas. All right, Thomas isn't calling in. I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. All right, Thomas. Thomas, you're live. You got a couple seconds here, Thomas. Go. All right, what's up, Smitty? So I like your advice. Um, I'll probably get in a going on Jared Golf if there, and then getting a hooker later on down the road. 
So are you like are you so are you 100% suggesting I go two quarterbacks at those picks, right? Well, like I said, if you don't, what if what, what's going to happen when you get down later and you, be screwed, and yeah. you say I got to get Charbonnet but you can't. You can't get him. Yeah. Okay. You know All what right. I mean? So plus um, you're you're just you're pushing your luck right now. You're you're doing really well. There's still a chance maybe the quarterbacks you want get taken and you're like taking a couple of them for sure, but I mean, I like Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers the most. All right. I'm just saying Goff and Hennon Hooker are kind of a fun project, but you don't even know if you'll get Hennon Hooker. What if he gets scooped up before you even get back to your pick, you know? So I, I don't what's know. Your, if it what's was your me, thoughts, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, what do you think Rodgers is playing next year? Or we what's don't your know. thought? We don't know. My guess is that he right. does play two years, but that's that's my total guess right now. That's assuming he stays healthy. That's assuming they, they build something special and he doesn't get rocked and his arm doesn't fall apart. But like for me... My ideal next three picks, and I know you got four, but my ideal next three picks, and, and maybe even I throw a fourth out, I'll say Love, Rogers, Charbonnet, Dotson, like something like that. That would be my ideal sounds, four picks. That sounds fire. Right on. I, I would just take uh, Love and Rogers would be my picks. But if you go Goff and Rogers, that's fine too. If you don't want to trust Love because he's unproven, I get it. And, and Pickett and Rodgers would be fine as well. But I, I personally would go Love and Rodgers, but that's me. And I, I'm I'm banking on Rodgers or Love, but that's, that's okay. I have a lot of faith in Love, too. I have a lot of faith in Love, too. So I think, yeah, for sure. All right, All right man. Later. Just make sure you get Charbonnet right, the next it. turn. All right, later. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Thank you. All right, later. All right, guys. I'm, on that note, I'm going to leave you with the T, the T Law story. If anybody doesn't know what happened, the, the origination of T Law, where he came from, his, his upbringing. Um, if anybody doesn't know what T-Law uh, has been through, where where he climbed up from, and, and, the, and the calculations involved, this is the story behind T-Law. A lion lives among us, posing as half-man, half-lawman. His golden mane is reportedly six feet long and is bathed in milk. That's right. His marvelous mane grows longer with each breath he takes. Legend has it that if you say T-Law in the dark in the bathroom three times, you lose your league instantly. Conspiracy fanatics have linked his triangle bone structure to the ancient pyramids and alien theory. Got him. Thank you to all the super chatters tonight. You guys are absolutely amazing. Edward dropping a, a two super chat um, special. Appreciate you, Edward. Jake the Snake doing his usual thing. Devo, appreciate Devo. Kenny Powers, my man. My main man. He said, feel like I'm only one on McLaurin over Dotson these days. Uh, getting super late and loving it. Appreciate you, Kenny. Jensen with the super Hurts, Howell, this is the, the best ball best ball mania draft. Nice work. Again, try it up with uh, different running backs potentially. Van Dam dropping uh, a, a $2 hauler, then dropping um, a question. I appreciate that. Thomas, Yo Smitty, we talked on Zoom earlier. I got that one. That was Thomas that, that talked about that, that situation right there. Thank you, Thomas, for the super chat. Isaac, appreciate you. 
and we will have a lot of trading and draft strategy and negotiation tactics uh, videos coming soon. So appreciate every single one of you super chatters out there. Go get burrowed. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.